Hi, and welcome back. I'm Simi Lerner, and we're going to finish off Pesach. Well, at least Rav Hirsch's discussion right now in reference to Pesach, in his work Chorev. We're continuing on the next mitzvah, which is the Haggadah. And what I don't want to do in this short discussion is go through the pattern and the ideas and the general principles that people like to develop when it comes to discussing the Haggadah. You can read that in many different places. What I want to do is really give what I think, at least from Rav Hirsch's standpoint in this area, because he discusses the Haggadah later on as well, but in this area it's more in line of the overarching symbolic impact you're trying to do. What is Rav Hirsch telling us to do on this night? Yes, he has his own Haggadah as well, but what does he want us to have in mind? What principle are we supposed to have at the forefront in our mind that is supposed to play out during this night? Rav Hirsch is telling us that this is the night, and I'm using my own language, obviously, but if throughout the whole year you've brought up your children, you've brought up your family with a certain amount of rote, a certain amount of mechanism, a certain amount of dare I say, deadness to your religious experience. Now's the time perhaps we could inject it with the spirit. Now, when I say spirit, I don't mean, ooh. I'm not talking about spiritual energies here. What I'm talking about is investing the ideas with meaning. The point of tonight, the purpose of the night of the Seder, is to initiate your children Initiate your family into your narrative, into your story, into your mission. That is the goal of the night. The Haggadah facilitates that. But the point is for you to invest your children in this story. Now that might be telling an elaborate story, telling an exciting story, to draw your children in. At my Seder, I happen to be doing it in Tel Aviv this year, but I told the participants the first chunk of it is for my kids. The first chunk of it is me talking to my children, trying to tell them why I'm excited about Yiddishkeit, telling them why I'm excited about this purpose we are on, and how that story built up to bring me as the descendant of these people into this story, why that excites me, and why this story is the greatest story that has ever been told. That brings my children in, but as they get older, I'll have to not only initiate them into the story, not only initiate them into the symbols on the table, but invest those symbols with meaning and relate that meaning to the story. Do you see what I'm saying? When I bring up a bone and I say Pesach, Matzah, Maror, if these ideas and if these symbols don't relate to the purpose, don't relate to the story, they're dead. They're dead in the, well, not literal sense of the word, but you've mummified Yadot. You've mummified Judaism. Judaism is a mechanistic display. You point to the Pesach, you point to the Matzah, you point to the Maror, and you get on with things. But the purpose of the Seder night is to show how these items relate to the story, relate to the meaning embedded in the story. Without that, you don't have God, you don't have purpose, you don't have what you're trying to do. To play it out a different way, perhaps, the point of the Satanite is to really show what we mean by God. It's literally the most fundamental principle that the Jewish people are giving over to their children. God isn't deity, isn't big dude in the sky. N no. 
The Almighty for the Jewish people is the one who took us out of Egypt. Yes, we can articulate our religious worldview in philosophical language or in mystical, Kabbalistic, esoteric language. Whatever works for you and whatever you think works for the personality of your family. You'll use that sort of language and you'll use those sort of concepts. But at its core, this is the foundation of what the Jewish people mean by God. He took us out of Egypt to take us on a journey, to give us a purpose. Without that, you don't have Judaism. And without that, you lose the very thing that draws the interested, that draws the inquisitive child along that journey. Otherwise, you have mechanism. As Rav Hirsch calls it, you have a dead mummy. You mummified Judaism because it's objects on the table, and that's it. Without the spirit invested into it, without the spirit as in without the meaning and how it relates to the job, how it relates to the purpose. So let me just play this out in a brief sense. Pesach is the carbon Pesach, which we spoke about last week, how that has meaning to it. It is the foundational commandment of the Jewish people. It's the first one we did as a nation together. There is meaning embedded in that, beyond the fact that it was something we did because God told us to, but there is meaning embedded in that that enriches the soul. Matzah describes our relationship with God, that he took us out with purpose. We didn't kick down those doors. No, we were taken out. God heard our cry. We were suffering. We were out our lower stage. You have the moral. We were suffering, and in the stage of suffering, that's where redemption took place. That is a pattern for a child's mind that when things are difficult, that is the very part in life where the greatest potential rises. This is the story of the Jewish people, and it's why that story is so powerful, and why those symbols that we have on the table are so meaningful. So you have Morar, the bitterness, the downtrodden, the Geirus, the Avdus, the Inoi, the estrangement, the slavery, and the suffering. We have Pesach, that before we actually left, God related to us as individuals. Individuals with rights, individuals with personality, individuals with responsibility. And he took the part of our shepherd. But the shepherd, not only of a meek lamb, but that of a goat. True, we're using ancient language and ancient symbols, but they are as meaningful to our personality today. And on the back of that, we eat matzah. And we recognize with the matzah that all this happened and our freedom began because we were taken out. We were taken out. We didn't kick those doors down. We were taken out by what the Jewish people call the Almighty. He took us out with purpose. It wasn't only the kicking down the door. It was also where we were going. And we began a journey. And we look at the children and we look at the people at our Seder and say, this is your story. This is your story. At that point in suffering, what we call the Almighty stepped in. Not just randomly to free slaves, but to free a certain people because we have purpose, because we have mission. And that is where we lead on to what's coming up, being Shavuos, being the Oimeh. Like every other nation in the world would have stopped counting. You're free. That's it. We're done. But that's not the Jewish story. After bringing out this story of excitement, of freedom, of purpose, the Jewish people start counting. Because that purpose is given its penultimate stage at Har Sinai. Hence we have the Oimeh, which we begin counting after Sedanite. So to recap, this is a time to, as Rav Hirsch calls it, to flood, 
to imbue the spirit and flood the minds of your children with the spirit. There's Vortlach are lovely, but if we can invest these three symbols with meaning and tell our children that these symbols are a paradigm for everything else in the Torah, being that the actual items have the meaning distilled in them and how it relates to the story, how it relates to the purpose of the Jewish people, we will be doing our children and all those at our Seder and ourselves a great service because we will uplift ourselves to that purpose again. We will use Pesach as the time where we're going to hold that goal, that striving in front of us for the rest of the year. Have a lovely Pesach and thank you as always for listening.